everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Project Purple Podcast. I'm Dino Varelli, founder and CEO of Project Purple. Today, we're on the phone with a special guest of ours, someone who we've been working with over the last year or so, artist by the name of Blake Barish. Blake, welcome to the Project Purple Podcast, and thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. And as I, we were just talking before we went live here, or before we started recording, you are in beautiful, sunny, gorgeous... It's kind of like a slice of heaven, Newport Beach, California, which the weather today is going to be what, Blake? What do you think the high is going to be today? It said it was going to be 68 today. But just beautiful though, right? Pretty good for a January day. I'm happy with it. 68 January 22nd here as we we record this. So we'll say towards the end of January, where outside here in Connecticut, it is a cool and comfortable... 12 degrees. That's a joke. It, it, it is not cool and comfortable. It is an uncomfortable and miserable 12 degrees, but we're looking at the positives of it. So thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. Well, Blake, I wanted to give you an opportunity. Um, you worked with us recently on the My Cause, My Cleats campaign. We had three LA Chargers. Unfortunately, their season is over. We were rooting for the Chargers to kind of, we were hoping here in Connecticut, at least here in Project Purple, that we would see these Chargers get to the Super Bowl, which I think would have been awesome. I know you worked with a bunch of the players on this year's My Cause, My Cleats campaign with the NFL, but you worked with our three guys, and it was great to kind of see that journey progress here from afar. Um, And I just want to kind of give our audience, because your business is pretty diverse. I've been following you for a little while on on social media, and uh, I'd love to hear kind of the background on how you got started, and, and then we can maybe fast forward to where you are today. Yeah, so I grew up in San Francisco Bay Area. My mom was actually an art teacher, and uh, she sort of got me into art and into visual art primarily, and got me to realize that art could be a career. And um, But I still went to college. I was interested in the world, traveling around the world. I got a bachelor's in international business. And that ended up being good for me in the long run, being able to run an art business because I was familiar with income statements and balance sheets and stuff like that. Um, I, I got a job at a bank in Irvine, California, and I was a credit analyst for four years. And I was working in a cubicle. I hated it. I saw the senior underwriters, and I was just, how to make a decision. Did I want to end up like these guys in my life, or do I want to sort of blaze my own trail? So... When my four-year work anniversary came around, I walked into my boss's office, and I quit. I didn't really have much plans on how I was going to start an art career, but I knew that that's what I wanted to do. Around the time, I got an email from a friend who lived in L.A., an hour north of me, and she was like, Tom Shoes is hiring for an artist to travel around and go to events and paint on shoes live in front of people. Um, you should send them your little art portfolio. So I did, and they hired me, and I started painting shoes and taking pictures of all the shoes. And with all those pictures, I started a website, and it started small, and it grew every year for the last eight years. So you started your career with Tom Shoes, the Tom Shoes, like buy one and then give one away? That- yeah, I started with them. That's Those were the first shoes that I painted on. And, uh, wow. And yeah, you're right. Um, they are doing a... Um, a gun safety campaign right now. In the past, they've done an eyesight campaign, yep. water campaign, shoe campaign. So they've definitely been social activists in the field. 
That's so wild. So you get your job there, you get a break, you start working with them, and then you just have kind of built your career over the years. So why did you get into, I mean, clearly this was kind of the path there at Tom's, but was there something, some sort of catalyst maybe before Blake that, uh, I know you said, you, you know, being and having an art background that said, hey, let's use sneakers versus like canvas. And I know you do do some canvas stuff, which I have seen, but your primary at least what from what I see on social media is really the sneakers. Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny because in this industry, every single day I'm working with sneakerheads, people that are obsessed with shoes and willing to, to pay whatever it takes to get shoes that no one else has. And to me, that was kind of funny um, that I was being contracted for that type of work because I came to the sneaker industry from an art background and I was, dealing with a bunch of people who love sneakers. So it was a funny adjustment for me to make, but I would proudly call myself a sneakerhead now because I've just been around shoes so much the last eight years that I really am a fan of them. Well, for those who don't know me personally, I will throw this out there. And those who know me personally will know this. I I kind of am a a sneaker guy, shoe guy. I think at last count, my wife tends to remind me a lot of how many pairs of sneakers I have at the house. (laughs) And I've been slowly, the the landlords of our building, which are great supporters of our charity, uh, joke because every day I have kind of a different pair of shoes on. And so um, now we've got a new deal with with New Balance and New Balance was kind enough to send some sneakers our way and, you know, for us to promote them. And, and work with the brand. I've got a couple of new pairs of New Balance that are sitting in my office. I think two pair, which I have yet to worn. So I've been ca- catching a lot of slack uh, from our landlords and from people who know me well about my sneaker. I think my even my kids now, Blake, talk about how many sneakers. But for me, I've always I've always loved sneakers. But I've been active and with the running. I mean, a good pair. This is the funny, and runners can relate to this. Like a really good pair of sneakers only lasts about 400 to 500 miles. So when you're running a lot of miles, like a, a, a pair of sneakers is only going to last you maybe for three to four months. And if you're only wearing them to run, the odds are that they probably look pretty good once you're done with those 400 miles from like a far distance. I mean, if you turn them over, you can see the soles are worn out a little bit, but they still look in great shape. So that's that's my that's what my excuse is. I've got you know fifty two pairs of sneakers at my house, but you know thirty of them I can't run in because the mileage has already been used up on them. But they look really good. I yeah. talked about this with Sean. I'm sure she can relate. <laughs> heavy miles on her on her shoes, and yeah. it's funny how how it just doesn't last that long. And that's and that's what I tell people: the, the shoes are meant to be worn. Don't idolize them too much. Just enjoy the moment while they last yeah which is which is so true it's just like yeah it's like that cycle in life where you wore those you know it's just really really wild huh? if you really think about that so if you look back to when you started at tom's blake because i've got some notes here that i want to bring up a couple of pairs that you've done and we already talked about the my cause my cleats which we'll bring up and there's another pair that i saw that just kind of blew me away that we're going to talk about in a minute but when you started at Tom's, what was the design like? Was it just taking like white shoes and or whatever shoe they had? And I, I know for those who don't know Tom's, Tom's tend to be very creative, very vibrant shoes. Correct me if I'm wrong. Like they're designs, right? Like there's butterflies, there's unicorns, there's whales. So was it similar 
to that design early on or was it more evolved to like the design work that you're doing now, which is a little bit, um, you know, well, not a little bit, but very unique and creative in terms of what is actually being painted on the sneaker? Yeah, so Tom's, I, I started with them in 2010 and that was actually only three and a half years after they had started. And I don't think that their design department was really built out yet because the only shoes that they were really selling at the time were the Tom's Canvas Classics that was just untreated canvas slip-ons. And so, yeah, I would start out paying on, painting on white Tom's. And, um, and actually, at the time, I didn't know much about the fundamentals of painting. I, I found out quickly that primer and gesso works good as a base coat for the paint on the black shoes. So then I really got used to painting on black canvas and making the colors vibrant. And then things took off from there. And I've shared some of my designs with the company, and I, and I think that they've liked it because I've seen them use it. That's cool. That's cool. So um, the My Cause, My Cleats campaign that you were involved in this year, did you use, Did you, were you involved with it last year? Because last year was really, I believe, the first year that the NFL really allowed these guys to kind of step out of that October pink kind of confines and allow them to pick the charities of their choice. So was this the first year you worked with the NFL on that? Or the players, I should say? This, this was the first year that I've worked with any NFL players. So it was a great honor. I think that I, um, you know, have been getting noticed in, in pro sports the last few years working in the MLB, but I was happy to break into the NFL this year with thanks to you guys and the Chargers. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. And so how many players, if we just sit, talk here for a second on the NFL, my cause, my cleats, how many players did you end up uh, kind of creating designs for this year? This year it was 30 players. Oh my a, a bunch from the Chargers, um, some from the Steelers and the Arizona Cardinals. That's a phenomenal, man. So in one year, you did 30 NFL players. And other than, I think, I mean, I, I did some perusing around the NFL's website, the My Cause, My Cleats. I think we were kind of unique where we had three players, but it looked like a lot of the players had different charities. So how was that, man? Like that had to be kind of logistically, you've got like, 30 different organizations that you're trying to put on these sneakers. How, what was the probably the, the biggest challenge in doing that? So the biggest challenge is also the most fun part, and it's talking with the players about what design they want. And I like to dig a little bit deeper and find out why that design is important to them, why that foundation is important to them, and uh, make it real personal to them. And uh, that can be a challenge because sometimes the guys don't, really want to open up, but then other times you just hear so much personal stuff that it really makes my job amazing, next level. Some of these guys, I feel just blessed that I got to talk with such a deep level, you know, uh, about their life and about their past and about their family and about what's important to them and how we're going to visually translate this onto the cleats. So it was a cool experience. Now, I know for us, like there was the, the design that, I mean, all three were really amazing. But the one of Dylan Cantrell and um, Andre Patton, I know, had some meaning behind it. Um, but I believe it was Andre who, and I remember seeing in the video and in some pictures, he had lost his grandfather. And he had kind of the tattoo that was on his arm or on his forearm, I think, that was like, you put it on the, the cleats. And I think I'm looking at a picture here in our studio, the cleat, and it, and it looks like it's got kind of that same design. 
so like that's got to be I mean I'm getting chills just telling the story here like just thinking about like how meaningful and how powerful that is that had to be pretty cool for you I would imagine yeah when I saw him at the Chargers practice I saw the tattoo on his arm and I really liked the look of it because it was sort of a whimsical dog tag that was flowing around his forearm and I was like hey I think we should maybe put this on the cleats because this not only relates to you personally but it relates to you know project purple and the things that we're doing um with you know raising a awareness so so i took a picture of it and i did a mock-up and we made it flow around the cleats and he liked it that's so cool so let's you just mentioned something the process so i mean i've watched so many videos of you doing this and i know a lot of it's like freehand so are you using like uh, like I wouldn't say CAD because I think I don't know much about um, like design and stuff like that. But I know I think CAD is more for engineering and stuff like that. So is, are you using like a, uh, an iPad or some sort of software to like freehand this design prior to and then like printing out? I mean, I've had tattoos and I know there's always I guess I would say like are you using a stencil before you go in or how much of it is freehand? And how does that work with design and, and like basically to the implementation of actually getting it on the shoe? I, I have a whole arsenal of tools that I use and, uh, and weapons of mass creation. <laughs> and um, I would say that my iPad Pro and my design programs on there have been huge for me doing mock-ups because I can create a bunch of different layers and I can show the client a bunch of different options, um, different colors of the same design. Um, but when it comes to getting nice, crisp lettering and everything, a lot of times I'll use my home cutting machine and software and put vinyl stencils on there. So I, so each vinyl stencil is made, you know, personal personal to what we're doing. And uh, it always turns out professional looking, I feel like. Uh, beyond professional looking, man. Some, some of these shoes, I mean, all of them look amazing, but some of them are just like too good to be true, I think, in the sense from the naked eye that that didn't come off of a production line and that you actually put the artwork on there. With the My Cause, My Cleats campaign, Blake, was there any, and, in, and you don't have to pick us, I know working with you was, was awesome, and we're going to continue to work with you here in 19, which we'll talk about in a little bit, but was there any story or any design that, man, like, just really got to you? Because, I mean, that's got to be pretty cool. I mean, you're dealing with, like, 30 different players, and they're all doing it for a reason, right? Like, no one's, like, no one's forcing these guys to do this. So was there any one story that really stuck out to you that, like, when you were doing the design was like, wow, that's pretty amazing? If, if I was going to take, uh, you know, one or two stories that meant a lot to me, um, I, I do think that uh, Andre Patton, Dylan Control, Chris Landrum all had personal stories with Project Purple. And I feel like um, Brandon Faison, he had a personal story about um, a family member beating cancer. And the last day that you finished chemo, when you're walking out of your hospital room, you get to ring a bell. Yeah. And I think a lot of hospitals have this, and I didn't know about this. And I watched a few YouTube videos and researched, and I was and I was just researching what I wanted to paint the bell to look like. But the more I dug, the more I realized what this bell actually means for people, and how just ringing that bell to signify that you're done with chemo is um, noise that is signaling a new chapter in your life, and it seriously brought me to tears when I was learning about this. So painting that pair of cleats was was uh, a little emotional for me, and, and it was kind of cool because it 
brought uh, uh, understanding of what I was doing for the whole My Cause, My Cleats campaign. That's so cool. And I'm actually looking at that pair. There's actually a date on these cleats as well. I would imagine that's the date. I don't know if that's a a date of ending cancer treatment because the bell is on the other side or if that's uh, kind of a, a date where you know someone had maybe passed but really powerful stuff man yeah and, it, and it's cool because since they're wearing it in the game it's sort of like they're bringing this past with them and, and visually showing it and so it turns these guys from warriors wearing helmets into actual people on the field that have their own personal stories and I think that the campaign has been really cool for people to see NFL players in a new light. So would you have to say that this project, you know, as a whole, getting involved in doing this, I know you said you've done stuff with MLB, has probably been some of the most rewarding work you've done? Not to, you know, no disrespect in any of the work you've done prior to, but just knowing, like, the impact. I mean, I can say from us... This was like this was like one of the most amazing things in in our eight years that we've been in business to be involved in and just to see that was was really freaking cool, man. And I, I I apologize we didn't get a chance to meet in person. We were on a kind of a tight schedule when we flew out. Uh, note to self: never try to do a, a twelve hour trip to California and back uh, within that like. 24-hour period maybe next time we'll, we'll stay a little bit longer and have some fun and get to come see you guys in person but i'll be there sooner than later so we'll get to meet and thank each other face to face but what cool. well, uh you know how would you put this up in terms of experience though the my cause my cleats as a whole in, in your career professionally since you've been doing this um yeah you know i've i've worked with a lot of different people a lot of different businesses and everyone has their own story behind it but even when i work with a charity sometimes it's there's not the personal story that's behind it like each football player brought to the my cause my cleats campaign and just being able to talk with each player about what's important to them definitely made this the most rewarding project that that i've ever worked on that's so cool man i i I think it's what you're able to do, and especially from the charitable aspect and clearly coming from the charitable side of the world, to have the ability artistically to put that on the canvas, which in this case is the shoes, and in the medium it is, is just so dynamic and so amazing and, and super talented, man. So people like you in the world are needed um, to give us that opportunity to do that and you know to share what the players' you know stories are and if you think about it, that's a pretty small canvas, <laughs> you know. I mean, I know some of these players have some really big feet, but <laughs> square footage-wise, you're probably talking less than a square foot, right, to share this amazing story and, and really personal story for all these players. So thank you for what you do. Thank you. Appreciate it. So I got to bring up this design, which was released shortly thereafter, kind of the the Mike Cleats, My Cause and I, I have to say, man, I've never seen this done. And, and this was what, like, I was like, I mean, your work is amazing, but this kind of put you over the top for me um, is the Mac Miller shoe. And I, I just want to spend a couple minutes on that. Like, that design was insane. Where did that design come from? And, and that, I mean, how does that stand for you? I mean, just that face alone and the detail and the eyes and everything was just mind-blowing, man. For me. Well, thank you. Yeah, I I do enjoy painting ultra realism. I do enjoy painting portraits. It's a passion of mine. So when someone asked me to paint that, 
Although I know it's going to take me a bunch of time, I'm really into doing it, and it just makes my job fun. Um, unfortunately, Mac Miller passed away at the age of 27, and I got contacted by one of his biggest fans to make a custom dedication pair. So I asked the, I asked the fan, I said, what's your favorite Mac Miller album? And they told me, Blue Slide. So I looked at the album cover, and it had all these geometric triangles with all these different colors and this blue line going down the middle. And so I thought to myself, how am I going to get this to look on shoes? Not just like a square album cover image, but we need this to wrap around the shoes and make it look like it belonged on the shoes. And what do you know, the, the spine of the Nike Air Force Ones had the same kind of look as the album cover. So I painted that blue um, and I put one Mac Miller phrase on the on the heels and on the inside of the shoe and then the outside had the portraits and I think it turned out good. When I saw the video of that, I was like, he did not just do that to a pair of Nikes. Like it was just unbelievable, man. Like that kind of blew me away, man. That portrait realism stuff is just really I, I think, and no disrespect to any artist out there and, and no disrespect to you either. I mean, I think taking logos, but I mean, there's just some really complex design work that goes into portrait realism, I feel, from an artistic standpoint. And um, yeah, you nailed it, man. Like that was just, I, I remember when I saw that and we were talking about the My, Cle My Cause, My Cleats campaign and sharing what you were doing for us, um, I was like, hey man, you guys have to just go look at this Mac Miller sneaker and just see the talent that this guy's had that's just it's just amazing to me it's just mind-blowing um what has been in your experience uh, since you've been doing this the craziest design you've ever done um some some funny stuff in there um there, there's a lot of crazy stuff um, I guess crazy is relative, crazy. right that, that I should I should rephrase that because crazy is relative to everyone right someone may think like oh that like I, you know, you've done a lot of Star Wars stuff. Uh, you know, there's like the, the Mac Miller one might be crazy for some. So I guess let me rephrase that. What's been the most labor intensive design that you've ever had to do? Yeah. So back to your point before, luckily shoes are only so big, you know, they're not <laughs> going to be huge. So the labor intensity would come from how much detail is going to go into each shoe and and if someone wants multiple portraits on each shoe or something, that would be labor intensive. And, you know, sometimes people have an open budget and they just want to get every single, you know, Marvel character all over the shoe. And yeah, I can spend the time and do that. It, it takes up time, but uh, that is pretty labor intensive. Um, but your question about what's the craziest pair of everything can kind of be taken a few different ways. Um, Sometimes people want really creepy stuff, like a super detailed eyeball, and that's it. Yeah. Um, one time I got contacted by a midwife, and she said that she wanted some custom toms that would represent what she would do. So I asked her, how would we visually represent what you do? You, you help deliver babies. <laughs> and she said that she wanted a woman's egg and sperm surrounding it on the shoe. <laughs> and... So I thought, I thought that was a funny request, and so what I did is I sort of took this into like a outer space theme and made it look like there's a bunch of you know space shuttles about to circle the moon or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I would say that was the kind of funniest pair that I've ever had of 
think outside the box to make it look right. That's so fascinating, man. That, I mean, I'm sure. I mean, that's uh, like I've asked my my tattoo artist that question often. Like, hey, what's the craziest design you've ever? And I guess like crazy is relative to everyone, right? Like that can go in in many areas. What people think is crazy. Um, my next question, and I, I've noticed just from following you, so canvas wise, does it matter? Do you typically? paint off of white shoes or can you use I know you mentioned something before when you first started realizing like that primer and how certain paints would react to certain um, textures and stuff like that in terms of color but is it typically starting with a white shoe Blake and then going from there in terms of whatever the design and the colors that that kind of offers or does it matter does it does color really matter when it comes to custom work on shoes on sneakers for you you know it doesn't matter I've spent the last, you know, seven years, like really trying to figure out what the best way to paint on different colors and different materials. And I think that I've mastered painting on canvas, leather, suede, nubuck, mesh, neoprene, um, plastic, everything that is on shoes these days sort of takes a different application. And, uh, and, and a lot of times I do like painting on a black shoe because, Colors like metallic gold just show up so nice that it's often my favorite color-based shoe to paint on. That's so cool. And also, for our audience listening at home, if you go to Blake's Instagram and social media, which we're going to share here at the end of the, the call, you don't just do – I mean, I know we've been talking about the My Cleats, My, My Cause, My Cleats campaign – but you also do shoes, like in general, like I've seen you've done work with Jimmy Choo, there's Gucci, you've, you've probably, Vans, I, I, there's probably not a shoe that you have not done artwork on. Is that is that fair to say? I, I think it's pretty fair to say. I, I have uh, held a lot of shoes. I have shoes coming into what I call my studio every single day. <laughs> studio, I like that. And so I've been able to almost take a, objectionable look at what each shoe looks like and what it is made out of and the quality of it and uh and i've become big fans of some shoes and and i dislike other shoes and um yeah that's that's it and you've done some uh, i just saw just recently you just did like boxing gloves right like so you've done other uh i guess things uh in terms of uh design is that right yeah yeah i've done you know once People saw that I was painting on leather. They were like, well, can you paint my handbag? Can you paint my boxing gloves? Can, <laughs> That's cool. can you paint my hat or whatever? So, so yeah, it, it's definitely expanded. And, um, and I think that a lot of people, they would, they have an art idea and they would paint, you know, whatever they wanted on their shoes themselves because there's a lot of artists out there. But I think a lot of people get intimidated because the shoe is expensive and they don't want to mess it up. And, um, since I've been doing this so long, I come into painting a shoe with a lot of confidence, and I don't really get nervous about it when I look at the shoe ahead of time. And it's allowed me to just sort of jump into painting $700 shoes or $1,800 handbags when that used to stress me out a long time ago. That's really cool, man. What is your, you said before, you have some favorites and some not-so-favorites. What's your favorite shoe to, uh, to do art on? You know, I think that the Jordan 1 canvas uh, leather is just such a great canvas to paint on. It's um, it's a classic silhouette shoe. 
there's not too many weird synthetic materials or bumps or divots. And uh, so I feel like every time I paint on a Jordan 1, it turns out good, whether it's a high top or a low top. Um, you know, painting on Toms and Vans is kind of its own beast because those shoes do wear out in less than a year. Yeah. And so you, and and the canvas can stretch a lot. So you sort of have to be careful with with how you tackle that project. But um, yeah, I, I would definitely say that a lot of the Adidas and, and Reebok and Nikes that are coming out these days are just amazing shoes that um, should be celebrated as, you know, engineering marvels in their own right. Yeah, we were just at Wadapalooza Fitness Festival and we met the team. There was a team there from Reebok and they were just there. They were designers, actually. And they were there just looking at trends and just kind of scoping the field to see like what the trends were, what people were wearing, what patterns and everything. So I think like all, and they were young women. Uh, they were, you know, in their early 20s. And so I think that um, fashion as a whole and especially athletics sneakers has really evolved. I mean, there's really a science. Someone that we work with, his wife is a designer out in Portland or excuse me, Oregon in the Portland area for Nike. You know, and, and he was telling me about her background and, and all the work that they do and all the, the, the in-depth research that goes into creating sneakers nowadays and, you know, being involved in CrossFit and running and I would say fitness as a whole for us, I've kind of seen the evolution over the years of how the sneakers have evolved and even now with our relationship with New Balance, how they've kind of embraced this fresh foam technology and how the sneakers are lighter, but they look thicker, you know, in terms of their sole and their cushioning. So it's really fascinating what goes on in, in sneakers and it's a big business. So uh, there's a lot of people looking at it to make it better and to improve performance and also improve wear. So it's pretty wild. Yeah, and one of the funny thing is, speaking to your point about improving wear, is if you just look at CrossFit, there's so many different exercises that are always being introduced. You know, climbing rope and doing upside-down push-ups against the wall, that takes a beating on shoes. Yeah. And the shoe companies have to figure out a way to, you know, get past that. So it's kind of cool to see them come out with new shoes depending on what workouts are popular. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I've seen you've been been pretty active. I mean, it looks like, you know, again, from afar, uh, from seeing, you know, your videos and your posts that you've been doing a lot of CrossFit lifters or Olympic lifters lately. And I know you did a bunch of new bull stuff or no bull, excuse me, which is, uh, you know, a tr uh, is a newer CrossFit uh, footwear company to be introduced over the years. And I know you've, again, like lifters, you've got a ton of lifters on your uh on your page here in, in terms of CrossFit and stuff like that. So um, with that being said, I know for our audience listening, when they do listen to this in a couple of weeks from when we record, for our 2019 Project Purple CrossFit program, one of our incentives, one of our biggest incentives is getting a custom pair from you. So I'm looking forward to see that design, Blake, because we're really excited to have your expertise and your specialty with us once again uh, in 2019 with our CrossFit program. So thank you for, for helping us with that incentive. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Should be a lot of fun. I can't wait to see that thing evolve. Uh, naturally, probably a lot of that will come towards the end of the year, but really excited to see that happen for 2019. Well, Blake, I wanted to give uh, you 
to tell our audience where the best places to follow you. I know I follow you on Instagram and I think we have you on Facebook as well, but if someone is out there, because so for audience listening at home, this is not just something that you do. Someone can reach out to you if like someone has like a particular sneaker that they want customized, they can reach out to you directly. Is that correct, Blake? Yeah, that's right. So if you want to just keep in the loop and see what I'm up to every day, you can follow me on Instagram at B Street Shoes. And I'm posting the work in progress pictures of the shoes that are being painted every day. And if you want to request your own custom pair, you can go to my website, bstreetshoes.com, and there's a custom order form. And you can upload your own images, and I'll get back to you with a, with a mock-up, and we'll talk design. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Blake, it has been awesome to have you on the Project Purple podcast. I think you're super talented. Keep doing what you're doing. Um, It was awesome to work with you from all of us here at Project Purple. Thank you for all the hard work and diligence and detail you put into those My Cause, My Cleats for the LA Chargers. And I'm going to just share with you this. I know Dylan, uh, not Dylan, but Chris Landrum, um, who was the defensive end there uh, for the Chargers, put his pair up for auction. And so some of the players, I don't know how it worked. I guess if they did not um, want to keep them or give them to someone or maybe they, they randomly selected, I, I have no idea. But the NFL had an auction site. Are you aware of that? Did you know that some of these players were like auctioning off their cleats? Yeah, I've been meaning to log in and check out yeah. what the prices are. Yeah, so, but, so this is the crazy thing. Uh, Blake, and and maybe we'll have to figure out a way to get you to sign them. So one of our donors won Chris's cleats, and he sent me a text, and he said, hey, when they come in, they're coming to you guys. So I was, like, so blown away by that. And, like, the the Chargers were kind enough to send us pictures of both uh, of all three players actually with the cleats, you know, with uh, with them holding the cleats and their jerseys, and they signed the pictures and they sent those to us. So that's here in our office, in our lobby area. But then um, when the donor had messaged me and said, "Hey, I won those cleats and I'm going to send them to you. I don't want them. They were for you guys, and thank you guys for all you do." I was like so blown away. So um, I never got a chance to see the cleats live, but uh, we'll have a pair here soon as soon as the NFL starts to get those out so i appreciate all the support it it is really uh something special to have you as part of what we say our project purple family and the team here helping us to spread our mission of a world without pancreatic cancer because you know without that um you know i can't tell you how many people you know commented and how the response was here internally and then externally on social media that we saw with the work that you did in helping us spread the mission so thank you again for all you've done for us. And uh, we really look forward to working with you in 2019 on the Project Purple CrossFit Incentive Program. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was, it was an honor being able to share my story. Awesome, thanks Blake. That's a wrap. Yeah.